The pearls of the mind are valuable and must be seriously safeguarded from the careless and the unconcerned. But to those who value truths explored, come, think with me. It's an interesting time in which we live. And we've been talking quite a bit uh, throughout this season, uh, in and out of various uh, shows, uh, talking about the issue of the the last days, so to speak, looking at Matthew's consciousness about the way we should live in these times. You you recall, it's been clear that we live between the advents, the first coming and and our belief is that he will come again uh, uh, in the day of the Lord. And, and the period in between his ascension and his return, that delayed period of time, uh, we, we look at that as a period of, of birth pains, a period of, of d- development, and a period of, of delay that affords us the opportunity to make ready for his unexpected, expected arrival. That's, 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 that's just where we are at as believers. But from that I glean this notion that we live between great or massive distress and normal pattern living. We live in the tension with these two. And as, as the, the episodes of distress heightened, uh, our push to live in patterns of normalcy are challenged with with a great deal of focus. We have to begin to believe and understand and put a, to put into place a faith that forms and shapes for us a new normal. Now you've been hearing that phrase a lot if you if you watch a lot of news or pay attention to the commentaries of the day, you'll discover that the new normal is a term that's used to basically slide us into a consciousness that removes us from what once was to determine a new normalcy in what is now being provided, being given to us. Well, my my argument is clear uh, on that notion. I believe so clearly, it's so clear uh, in my understanding and should be played out for you. So maybe you might consider what I'm saying to you, that the refusal to handle the realities of your future, of your present, will make, make difficult your understanding of the future and give you, gives you flashbacks of times gone by and motivate an interest to return to business as usual uh, in a time when there's nothing usual about that old business. Uh, we're still living in a time where viral mutations pretty much determine what kind of socialization we can have. Uh, and the refusal to wear masks, the refusal to do vaccines, uh, the refusal to, to honor science, these kinds of 
pushbacks on the new norm, which is predicated on truths that are tried and tested and not on conspiracy theories and propositions based on mother wit and what we once knew and hmm, even personal civil rights, okay? At some point or another, we have to recognize that in order to survive, we've got to find a place of normalcy for the believer without Christ and without Christ consciousness, without a Christocentric understanding of himself and life, there is no survival that's possible in the, in the midst of this, this terrible time that we're referring to as massive distress. From one mutant form of the virus to the next, wars and rumors of wars. Come on, somebody. Political unrest uh, to the point where it's almost dangerous to have a contrary political view. Ah, lawlessness like we've never known before. To be sure, when Jesus made that statement, there'll always be talk of wars and rumors of wars among us. The, clear, the, the point was clear that in every generation, that is the generation where somebody will, will make the proverbial statement, we've never known this before. And with the progression of every generation, that statement progresses to new heights. Because as, as we move through normal living patterns, as we move towards advancement, we also advance the darkness. And with, with untruths, falsehoods, and deliberate manipulation of people, places, and things for personal success, we feed the night. We feed that darkness so that the level of distress is increased. Oh my goodness. And the threat is even more poignant as we attempt to live normal life patterns. So it gets more and more heightened and we get deeper and deeper into the only way out of this, the only way out of this <laughs> is a faith that does a powerful move in our lives. And we gotta remember now, this is something that really troubles me when I, when I start talking to folk about faith. Because you know, we wanna go with faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen when that's the functionality of faith. That's how faith unfolds and operates. But faith in our Christ is moving forward and never moving back no matter how great or massive the distress may be. We're constantly moving forward and upward towards our God through Jesus Christ, who is our high priest. <laughs> the Hebrew writer would thank me for that one, okay? But listen to what I'm trying to tell you. you know, that faith that, that, that blinds you from the truth is not faith. That moves is faith that distorts because it's faith in one's own personal view. But faith in the Christ is a faith that leads us to light. But it may not be a comfortable experience. It may not even be an acceptable experience. Faith does not hide truth. Faith is not at war with truth. Faith transcends 
truths. Oh my goodness. If we can have people to understand that having faith in God does not mean the magic formula for magic results. And that because I have faith, it's going to be the way. It's going to be this way. It's, it's going to be contrary to truth. No, never contrary to truth. It will always work through truth and transcend truth. What makes a miracle a miracle and a mystery a mystery, it's its relationship to truth, not its abandonment and its rejection of truth. Pay attention. We're living in times of massive distress. And because, because we're living the way we're living, we have to begin to understand how to coexist with massive distraction, distress, rather, ma massive distraction versus normal pattern living. And we have to watch for the new norm because massive distress demands new norms. Viral infection that's global and airborne demands new normalcy. Come on. Pay attention. Just because you long for the days of old does not mean that the days of old are better than the days ahead. God always outdoes God. <laughs> he progresses and he moves us forward and upward. And so by faith we follow and we move with him. The new norm it's not your setting. The new norm is the result of God having set into place a sovereign rule that cannot be awakened to human limitations, but human limitations have to decide to move in the midst of what's sovereign and develop the new norm that embraces the sovereign placement. What God has done needs to be received as what God has done. Not a challenge of Mother Nature that you'll defeat. You'll never defeat what God has for us. God is sovereign and he goes beyond who we are. We are made in his image. He's not made in our image. We cannot, how, how can the, the clay demand of the potter? Hmm. Be careful. Search for the new norms and embrace them as the result of massive distress. So that living in the normal patterns of life focuses on one thing, making sure you understand that because you know not the day nor the hour, that you're ready for the day and you're ready for the hour. <laughs> that your ignorance of the day and the hour is not your, your, your demise, but it is your platform for strengthening. In this delay, while we wait, consider what I'm saying to you, not as a magic solution to the problems of the day, but consider what I'm suggesting to you as a plausible option for how to live in tension with massive distress and normal pattern lives looking for the new norm. Think with me.
before I sign off tonight. You can email me at all lowercase letters, the night talker at yahoo.com. Or if you'd like to text or call and leave a message, you can do that at 478-254-9013. Look forward to hearing from you. Our time has passed and gone, but the journey moves on forward and upward towards him. Until we meet again, consider the joy of this part of the journey.